There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial non- sense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. What's profoundly sexually frustrated my Ben Shapiro's? <laughs> This is a special book episode. I'm Robert Evans, Behind the Bastards, podcast, Worst People, tell you all about him. Ben Shapiro is one of our favorite worst people who is simultaneously far too personally boring to get an episode dedicated to his life and hilarious enough that we we continue to analyze his work. And today I've brought on Sophia Alexandra, one of my favorite guests, to talk about a subject. Sophia, you do a podcast about sex, right? You're, you're, you're something of a sexpert. Would that be I fair? I sure do. Uh, I have yeah. a podcast called Private Parts Unknown about love and sex around the world. And as such, I um, would do what I would describe as anti-Ben Shapiroing, as in well, I try to make sure people get wet. Sophia, I think that may be unfair. And I, I think you actually might have a lot to learn from Ben Shapiro. And so as, as a service to you. As a small brained woman, I'm I, sure I can. As I'm a service to you, I'm going to play this video of Ben Shapiro explaining the concept of pegging. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. At least she trusts in gay. That's pretty exciting. And gay we trust is we had Megan Rapino, and then we had Kara Delvine. And I'm, I may be screwing up her name, but frankly, I don't care because I really don't know very much who she is. Apparently, she's some sort of model. And here she was modeling a bib slash straight jacket. I don't know what this top is supposed to be. And it says, peg the patriarchy. Oh, the courage. Oh, the stunning courage and bravery. Peg the patriarchy. Because pegging, of course, is an obscure sexual practice in which women uh, perform the, uh, the, uh, the more aggressive sexual act on men peg the patriarchy 
right? Which, yeah. And she's pegging the patriarchy by being a model for the pleasure of men, generally speaking. <laughs> okay, that's that's enough. I just needed the explanation of pegging as a woman performing the, and then he stutters like nine times, aggressive <laughs> part of sex. But also, it's a rare act. Hilarious. Yeah, a rare... You, it Very tells you a lot rare. about Ben, because one of the things it tells you, like, if you have never pleased a sexual partner with a vagina, you might believe that you cannot be penetrated and do so aggressively, but you can. <laughs> also, um, I don't know who understands less about pegging the patriarchy Cara Delevingne or Ben Shapiro. I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think <laughs> that was a ridiculous thing. Objectively but, yeah. feels good. That yeah, is why you would do it. And she's it, like, can we, it's like, bl let's blow the patriarchy. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm frustrated by Because there's nothing bad about pegging. And that's like the inherent implication of, of that. On yeah, her, that like it's pegging wonderful. Is unpleasant. No, it's lovely. Um, but. Like, yeah. Anyway, I just Ben Shapiro's understanding of sex is always just a beautiful thing. And Sophia, what if I were to tell you that Benethan Shapiro wrote an entire <laughs> book about sex? Do you mean Bentifer? Bentifer Shapiro? Yeah. Beneth, Ben, Benethan, Ben, 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 I don't know. I don't know. What? Whatever. How, how, how would you feel if I told you that, Sophia? Um, I would laugh very hard, and that is why I'm excited to be on this episode. Well, he did. He, he, he published the book Porn Generation. Uh, I believe it was published in 2008, so back before, you know, anybody knew who Ben Shapiro was. Um, Talking those... about my porn generation. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got that one, so Sophia. Almost. Oh, but, no. The who? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, you don't is even that, know about is the, that who? the Who? I know about The Who. Tommy was the first album I ever bought. We finally found a fucking pop culture reference I just from a million, bazillion years ago that you're into. Oh, Tommy's Bravo. one of my favorite pieces of music. I mean... Yeah, it's fucking awesome. The it, Who are you, awesome. It, it, was a, it was quite an era in which you could have a rock opera that uh, included a song about your Uncle Ernie molesting you, which is a banger. Like, a, a very, very, like morally confusing banger because yes, fiddle about an incredible song the hatch um, the catcher in the rye <laughs> of songs now sophia sorry it was 2013 that he wrote this book still before any reasonable person had ever heard of ben shapiro uh it's called obviously Porn that's the year that orgasms were invented correct because <laughs> none had occurred until ben shapiro wrote this book not Am in the shapiro correct? family for certain <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Porn Generation, How Social Liberalism is Corrupting Our Future. Um, the title is, is it looks like, look up this title for me, because I'm trying to figure out what's actually going on with the title. It appears to be, um, it appears to be the word porn in red with, I'm not sure if that's a cock ring or just a nose ring on the word porn. Okay, like I'm if that's the, up. maybe a belly button ring. Um... It's weird that it's it. There's like a, just a ring on it. Um, oh, um, I think it is so vague 
Yeah. Because he's just against the concept of piercings. Yeah, I think it might be just that, like, sure. he's like, what just do porn anywhere. stars have? Piercings. <laughs> yes. And it's. Uh, it's I love very how that funny. Was a 2013 concern. Like, yeah. I understand being ben. that scared of piercings. Like, I don't, I don't know. know 1961. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When a, when a nose piercing meant that you were like three seconds away from executing an act of sexual terrorism. Um, <laughs> but not in 2013. So the cover also has one of those explicit uh, warning, explicit lyric sign, which I think is uh, ironic. Um, and then there's a quote from Ann Coulter on the front. Ben Shapiro's writing is smart, informative, and incisive. He is wise behind his ears without losing the refreshing fearlessness of youth. Yes, when I think of Ben Shapiro, I think fearless. I'm sorry. Did you say wise beyond his yeah, years? Yeah, wise beyond his years. Um, he knows that that the act of penetration um, is fundamentally aggressive. Uh, he literally that, just yeah. found out women get wet last year. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know that he found it's that not out. Like he's a wonder kid. <laughs> because as 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 I recall, his wife told him that be, a vagina being wet was a sign of infection. <laughs> she did. She said there's something wrong with these women. I, yeah. for example, you know, don't I have get never wet, been wet in my no life. Never does. And the only people I get wet with are people outside of this marriage. God, that's can sucks. I get an amen? Every time anonymously fucking on Tinder, (laughs) he talks about sex. He owns himself to a degree that I didn't realize was possible. Like I, you repeatedly have give people so much ammunition to dunk on you and not even like it's incredible. It's breathtaking. Like it's like you would have to if you were not if you didn't have the natural gifts Ben Shapiro had, you would have to create a like you would have to work as a full time job to be owned that hard. Did he not get bullied as a kid? He, because, like, I, I mean, was I think bullied. he was homeschooled. Oh, but probably oh, still. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the world he, has bullied Ben Shapiro because like, you know, I was bullied and you know exactly sure. which shit is going to be ammunition. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you live here on God's green Internet or are just typing shit yeah. like I don't know how to please women like yeah it's incredible it's just it's, crazy it's, it's just just amazing um so the it opens with a, a dedication this is written by Ben to all members of my generation striving to maintain their dignity honor virtue and innocence in a chaotic culture and to their parents I will remind you because he talks about maintaining his innocence that a little less than a decade before this, when he was, I think, 17, Ben Shapiro wrote a column uh, for a conservative website arguing that there's no such thing as civilian casualties in Afghanistan and we shouldn't care how many women and children our bombs kill. Um, innocence! Pegging is aggressive, but but celebrating the, the murder of civilians by 21st century weaponry is totally fine. That is Ben also, Shapiro's ethical stance. Who the fuck is the intended audience? Because he just tried to pretend like it was for parents and kids. Well, I guess I, I think I can help you here because chapter one is titled A Generation Lost. And it opens up with a quote from John Locke, who, as you may know, is a man who never fucked. Um, absolutely <laughs> did not fuck. Uh, the John Locke quote is virtue Hobbs is fucked, though, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Oh, Hobbes. 
Hobbes didn't do anything but fuck. The only reason we have writings from Hobbes is that somebody was taking them down while he was in mid bone. He just uh, dictated yeah. them all like David Milch writing Deadwood. <laughs> he occasionally had to take a like a syphilis break, and that's mm-hmm. when he would knock out some writing, mm-hmm. and then he would just go right back to fucking. Yeah, um, that's a syphilis. Locke break. could never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the the Locke quote is: "Virtue is harder to be got than knowledge of the world, and if lost in a young man, is seldom recovered." Um. John Locke, he's just being like, don't learn things, just stay innocent and hide. That's kind of what that sounds like. The nightmare of thinking that you are as a person completely static and you cannot change. Well, you should be static. Changing, growing, these are all bad things. That is kind of the essence of conservatism. And that's why he never got hard. He's against growing. No, he is against growing, so his dick would not get hard. No, no, no. You you celebrate that, Sophia. So here's here's how this book opens. This has been. I am a member of a lost generation. We have lost our values. We have lost our faith and we have lost ourselves as societal standards and traditional values have declined and the crassest elements of sexual deviancy and pornography have taken over the public square. It is the youngest Americans who have paid the price. Never in our country's history has a generation been so empowered, so wealthy, so privileged and yet so empty. I want to look up the the levels of wealth in the millennials, uh, just 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 to point out that he's comprehensively wrong about everything. Oh, do you mean the generation that objectively yeah. is doing way worse than their parents? Yeah, by like by. <laughs> um, so millennials are eighty percent as wealthy as their parents were at this age, uh, and this is from Bloomberg. In almost every way measurable, millennials in the U.S. at forty are doing worse financially than the generations that came before them. Um, it's 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 incredible. We lo- millennials own less than five percent of all U.S. wealth, and like two percent of that alone is Mark Zuckerberg. Um, yeah. It's just it's hysterical how wrong he is, because um, because he's 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 an idiot. Um, I'm not going to read the rest of the book in my Ben Shapiro voice because people will stop listening and they ought to. <laughs> but I, I just kind of felt the need to with that. It was he's fun. like if a tool and a toad had a gross baby. Yeah. Somehow sexless. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> if Gilbert Grape and Gilbert Godfrey had a baby and then that baby. I don't know. I don't even know like what could be sad enough to happen to a baby to make it Ben Shapiro. I guess that's the mystery of Ben Shapiro is how did someone this sad come about? Um, and I have some information on that answer, but 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 I, I, I cannot share it. Um, so Ben goes on to say this book is not written from the perspective of a parent, a sociologist or a teacher, but of a peer. So there's the answer to your question, Sophia. So it's this is no my one. generation, for the no porn one. generation. And for good or ill, we are all America's future. So that's very funny. Um, I would pay good fucking money for Ben Shapiro's porn history. So if anyone is a hacker and has that information, allegedly, allegedly post it. I also just want to go on to note, because the point here is that Ben Shapiro is comprehensively wrong about everything. He's wrong about this being a generation of sexual deviancy. Millennials and Generation Z are having less casual sex than Generation X or the baby boomers, uh, according to a 2018 study. Actually, Uh, less sex in general, period. Yeah. Less sex, uh, less alcohol consumption, more social mm-hmm. media, living for with parents for longer. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that came out in two. There was a study about that in 2014. Um, so again, Ben Shapiro, if Ben Shapiro makes a claim, you just have to assume the opposite is true. (laughs) Yep. So, um, he goes on to blame. And that's how his wife tries to get him to find her clit. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, if I say left, this motherfucker is going to go right. Yeah. Okay. So that's just how I'm going to reverse engineer this shit. And still, still bone dry, bone dry. Yeah, no, the the last time she tried to get him to find her clit, he wound up in Haifa. <laughs> Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is why he's such a rabid Zionist. Yeah, it allows yeah. him to avoid. He, uh, he thinks his it's the vagina. clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> My man winds up in the Dead Sea. <laughs> Um, you're in um, her DMs. I am in Haifa looking for her clit. <laughs> <laughs> so he blames the deviancy of the, the current generation, which is he's talking about millennials here. It's 2013. Generation Z wasn't really much of a topic of discussion. Um, he blames the deviancy on moral relativism, radical feminism and generational nihilism. Um so that's great. Um, I'm going to punch of, you in your nerd face, you dummy. I know. What a, what a what stupid a dumbass. baby. He, he says that instead of adopting stronger moral standards, our society has embraced the lure of personal fulfillment. In a world <laughs> where all values are equal, where everything is simply a matter of choice, narcissism rules the day. Our culture has bred hollow young men obsessed with self-gratification. Young women are told to act like sex objects and enjoy it. The revisionist historians have effectively labeled obscenity as a right that the founding fathers sought to protect. Society told the porn generation that final moral authority Authority rests inside each of us and in our vanity we listened i Wait, can't I, I didn't mean to fade into the voice it just happens. are you act if you're acting like a sexual object and you're enjoying it how are you acting <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah, completely a statement that makes zero sense yeah it's 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 really it's really outstanding um Robert, yeah, you know what uh, else is outstanding? Boom. I don't if know. If you're what else acting is like you Sophie. like gay sex and you're enjoying it, yeah. Hey, uh, hey guess what? Yeah, I got news for you. Mm-hmm. All right, you're well, invited to this year's Pride Parade. Okay, that is all. Before we move into ads, I want to note one other thing Ben got wrong because you could argue. We already pointed out this that millennials and Generation Z have less sex with fewer partners than the generations before them. So they are objectively less slutty. Um, but you might argue, well, but Ben is also saying that porn is the problem. So maybe he maybe his argument is right. And because of all of the porn we're consuming, we're fucking less, um, which isn't the argument Ben is making. He's comprehensively wrong. But I want to note that there I, I want to just read a quote from Vice about the um, the argument that like has is porn why millennials are fucking less. Unfortunately, there's one problem with this explanation. It's completely wrong. In a study published earlier this year in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, researchers analyzed a quarter century's worth of data from the General Social Survey, a nationally representative U.S. survey conducted most years that inquires about American sex lives, among other things. Since 1989, participants have been asked two key questions, whether they have seen a pornographic movie in the last year and how often they were having sex during the same time period. This allowed researchers to see whether these two things were related. 
It turns out that Americans across the board, not just millennials, were having less sex today than they were in the past. However, millennials were doing it less than everyone else. And while this decline in sexual activity was linked to porn use, the results probably weren't what you were expecting. Specifically, rather than being linked to less sex, watching porn was actually linked to having more sex. In other words, though porn might seem like the logical target to blame when it comes to why millennials and everyone else are getting laid less often, it's not the right one. So, if it's not porn, then what else might be going on? Another common sense explanation is that it's due to changes in work-life balance. Working more should translate to a less active sex life. However, the News Archive study also discounts this possibility, finding that, unexpectedly, working longer hours, like watching porn, was linked to more sex. Instead, what we're seeing here has likely to do with changing marriage patterns. Studies have pretty consistently found that married people have to tend to have more sex than single people. However, given that millennials are waiting longer and longer to get married, the average age of a first marriage is now closer to 30, perhaps that's part of the reason why they're less sexually active. So in other words, millennials are fucking less because they're doing the thing that Ben Shapiro says they should be doing, which is waiting longer to have sex and having fewer sexual partners. Like, again, like these people's understanding of of everything that's actually happening in society is is completely off like it's the same way that people who are against abortion are also against birth control Mm -hmm. and you're like okay well are you gonna shoot all the babies like i don't understand or the pregnant the pregnant women you're killing the pregnant women got it yeah yeah, it's just, there's a lot of reasons. It's not just like people are waiting longer for marriage. People, uh, There's a number of reasons. Some people like suspect that like antidepressant medication has an impact on it. Um, but like as a general rule, like comprehensively, the argument that like this generation is somehow like more sexually depraved and active than before isn't the case. And the most you can say is that now people are talking a little bit more about some of the weird sex stuff that they've always done. But like... I have a theory, too, as to why I think that uh, hmm. millennials uh, are fucking less. Hmm. It's because of, like, the rampant insecurity in, like, being alive because most people don't Mm -hmm. have a safety net. There's been a housing collapse. There's been a pandemic. I mean, there's been nothing since fucked up shit since 9-11 was... Yeah. Something that kids could remember. People like, are miserable is, and depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, sorry, like if people don't fuck as much because they're like, I don't yeah. have health care and I am housing insecure. Like good like, news, Ben. The world that you've enthusiastically tried to build has made people so miserable that they're fucking less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that's a pretty simple explanation. And my yeah. confirmation for that is like vacation syndrome. You know, mm-hmm. when you go on vacation, suddenly you're like, oh, my God, I'm like so fun and interesting and I do cool shit and I fuck all the time here. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, what's different? Oh, is it that I feel not shackled to the capitalist fucking like chains of my work week and the ways in which the place I live has failed me? Oh, oh, that must be it. Oh, okay. That's Mm -hmm. what makes you horny. Great. You know what makes me horny, Sophia? Goods and services. Specifically, the products and services that support this podcast. Nothing else gets me hard, but what is it? Is is it it ExxonMobil today, Sophie? I certainly hope not. Oh, just if if you want want to get... It's a combination gun fentanyl store. Let's well, no, that this. that would get me pretty hard. Well, let's keep you're our speaking, fingers crossed. You're speaking Robert's language there. <laughs> I mean, I, I do prefer Delauded, but either yeah. way. Product! 
sucked. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, you have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. If you hate your phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G network. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. So switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, we're back, and we're talking about Ben Shapiro's book on sex. So this first little bit ends with the paragraph, the porn generation now inhabits a world where empowered means sex with no strings attached. 
The old faith and traditional morality was too bourgeoisie, archaic, sexist, and closed-minded for this brave new world. Our new god is tolerance of all behavior. Our new credo, live and let live. Imagine thinking like live and let live is it's bad. New? Yeah, is or and is like <laughs> negative. And again, just he's comprehensively wrong about every single factual claim he makes. I'm like the Beatles dumb. wrote a literal fucking jam about it years mm-hmm. ago. A real you banger think, of a song. You really think that that shit is new? Mm-hmm. And also he's like, you know what sucks? Freedom. The exact freedom that I think. Wait a minute. I've yeah. talked myself into a corner. I guess I love freedom, but I also hate it. So the next chapter, or not chapter, section of the book starts with, as children, members of the porn generation are presented with morally subversive sexual education programs at increasingly younger ages. Nine-year-olds are lectured about condom use. Twelve-year-olds are pushed to make decisions about their sexual orientation. Fifteen-year-olds are expected to have said goodbye to virginity. And again... I guess it is It is probably true that kids are getting better sex ed younger. Maybe that's part of why they're having less casual sex, is, is, is they're uh, uh, getting more sex ed and learning about STDs. I don't know. I doubt it has an impact on that. But whatever the case, it's certainly not making them fuck more, because as is stated, they're fucking less. I mean, and also, like, I just have to be honest that I do remember when I turned 12 that somebody did come up to me and put a gun to my head and asked me to choose uh, Mm -hmm. my sexual orientation. And I panicked, you Mm -hmm. know, so I said bye. And, you know, now I'm obligated to Mm -hmm. like both men and women and, you know, and just all all gender spectrums because I they put that gun to my head. They made me decide at 12. They pushed me. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's how it is for all of us who are bisexual. I was forced at gunpoint at age 12 to watch Moe's Deaf and the Hitchhiker's Guide movie and, and, and uh, uh, violently told to, to be aroused by it. And uh, there's, there's just, you know, it, it did incalculable damage. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, getting wet to wild things, I mm-hmm. would have to say, mm-hmm. uh, as they're getting wet in the pool. Yeah, yeah. I, that's traumatic because I literally was being, you know tied to a chair and forced to watch that and masturbate and yeah i i as a result of this childhood trauma i can't watch pedro pascal in a movie without needing to turn the air conditioning on (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so specific (laughs) i am with you Mm -hmm. i am in the same literally who isn't (laughs) you don't even have to be bi to be into pedro pascal (laughs) okay so, um, all right. Uh, uh, so Ben here. Okay. Here's Ben dropping a fact. I'm interested in this. So, um, oh, actually. Okay. In college, drug use, alcohol use, and sexual experimentation are the norm. As one Harvard girl told me, we're jaded and it's fun. Fun to this girl meant trips to Amsterdam to smoke different types of marijuana. To others, <gasps> fun means binge drinking or random sex. <laughs> this fucking nerd. Uh, I can't even. Just because no baby. one ever invited you to a fucking party does not mean you have to be such a sour little dick about everything. And, and also, let's let's be frank here. If you've ever been to California, where Ben lives, Amsterdam weed is weak shit. It is. 100%. It just is. It's way worse than fucking Cal. I was impressed by Amsterdam pot when I went there from Texas, but my God, the West. Anyway, whatever. Ben is comprehensively wrong again. All right, here's a Guardian article. 
They drink less, take far fewer drugs, and have made teenage pregnancy a near anomaly. Generation Z, one of several terms used to describe the post-millennial youth born after 1996, prefer juice bars to pub crawls, rank quality family time ahead of sex, and prioritize good grades before friendship, at least according to a report published by the British Pregnancy Advisory Service last week. And there's studies in the U.S. that find, again, most like millennials and Generation Z are drinking less than previous generations, using less illicit drugs. The exception is fucking painkillers, because, again, painkillers like numb emotional pain. So yeah. the fucking problem here, like Ben's focusing on like they're having sex, they're smoking marijuana. No, Ben, they're addicted to fucking painkillers. Um, yep. that's the thing they're actually doing more and they're not doing it more because we've, we've made it okay to be degenerate. They're doing it more because painkillers are widely available and make life less miserable. And people who have spent a lot of time donating money to you are the same motherfuckers, uh, who were pushing those painkillers for fucking decades. Um, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. And his, so he, he goes on to cite a study from Details Magazine and Random House. Uh, that's a survey of college students. 46% had had a one night stand. 43% had cheated on a study partner. 21% had tried to get someone drunk or high to get them in bed. 32% had slept with someone knowing they would never call again. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, so this is fun. So he, he cites this stuff and he says nothing about previous generations. So again, he's just talking about like how many millennials have like had one night stands as opposed to being like, how does this compare to previous generations? Is this happening more often or less often? And the reason he doesn't actually do that comparatively is because uh, they're, they're doing it less point? often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so he's just citing statistics about a single generation uh, completely separate from like actually analyzing them with any historical context, which also, is also bruh, cool. let people have a one night stand if they have one and they realize that that person isn't for them. Uh, and that's it. That's better mm -hmm. than fucking getting married to some woman you stalked yeah. when you were, you know, in the fifties until she fucking forcibly <laughs> agreed to marry you because she just got tired. And like, then you're in a relationship with her forever and neither of you are in love and she puts her head in the oven and your kids <laughs> don't know what love is. So why don't you just let people have one night stands? How about that? So because Ben is an incredible journalist, he goes from citing this one study without any sort of context as as to how any of these things have changed over time. And then he provides us with a case study uh, of, of a young woman whose college experience, uh, he says, is emblematic of, of young women these days. That young woman isn't real. The, the case study he cites is Charlotte Simmons, who is a character in a Tom Wolfe novel. Um, <laughs> ben says that her story quote carries enormous my, weight <laughs> let me present my factual uh case study uh the case is one of a boy called harry potter um can you stop laughing because he is part this wizard. is proof that millennials are into witchcraft <laughs> witchcraft is not funny mm -hmm. okay based on the case study of harry potter <laughs> it's incredible because also he's being like this story carries weight because it's so true and like okay so your case study of how millennial women are behaving is a book by baby boomer author tom wolf in 2004 <laughs> hey ben <laughs> Couple of notes. That's some what good the fuck work, is wrong man. with you? Some good fucking work.
Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, he goes on. Wow, this goes on for like a page and a half. Um, there are thousands of Charlotte Simmonses in the porn generation. When you're surrounded by encouragement leading you to subjective morality, sexuality, and hedonism, when you can't retreat to a safe haven, it's simply easier to capitulate than to fight. <sighs> ben. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's see what else this book has in it. Capitulate oh, wow. is what his well, wife I have does to try when he tries now. to have sex with her. Yeah. I mean, capitulate's a strong <sighs> Just- word. Just come on my stomach. Just fucking, mm-hmm. just fine. That's what every woman loves, Ben. Come on, just, <laughs> I'll read the Wall Street Journal. Just fucking mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. No, we have to take a two-week break because of how, how dry it was. We both got carpet burn. Um, <laughs> chapter two is titled Fun with Bananas, and it opens with a quote by Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, why? Yeah, well, because he's Ben Shapiro. Here's and Dr. Because Laura. There's not a lot of um, how do you say actual sources in the conservative community. <laughs> no, and again, you've seen his source. One of his major sources in chapter one is a fictional book about a fictional girl. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's rad. You're Here's, just mad because you weren't invited <laughs> to her birthday party. Ben was never invited to a birthday party. <laughs> In public school systems across the country, they're indoctrinating kids to be sexual under the guise of protecting them. When you know that's not true, I think it is indoctrination for left-wing agendas. Great. Um, Here's how it opens. The chapter opens. This has been now. I was nine years old in fourth grade, says Katie, a cute 22-year-old suburban girl from the Northeast. She's a brilliant Harvard Law student and a relatively happy person. At her upper middle class elementary school, she had her first brush with sex ed, porn generation style. One day, they told us they were going to teach us about family life. They didn't separate us or anything. They said that people could engage in oral, anal, and regular sex, but didn't explain what the terms meant. I can't remember any moral judgments being made. They gave us booklets with line drawings of what happens as puberty progresses. They also told us that sex can get you pregnant, that it can give you diseases. There was a lot of focus on HIV. They said the only way to be 100% safe was abstinence. Then they sent all the girls to the nurse who told us that if we bled, we weren't dying and handed out maxi pads and tampons. That's... I, I wouldn't... I don't think that's perfectly reasonable. I actually think it's too much of a focus on abstinence, but, like, that's very conservative. That's extremely conservative sex set. <laughs> like... I mean... It's just a bunch of it is facts. Yeah, all of this is basically factual. What the issue is. Again, I think an unreasonable focus on abstinence, but that's not right. technically incorrect. That's yeah, that is of, like. I mean, it yeah. is the only way not to get yeah. pregnant. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a wise focus, but, but nothing there is inaccurate. From yeah. studies that abstinence only education does not work. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, but. All the other things were just facts. To a conservative, that should be pretty inoffensive sex ed. But obviously, and again, I like that he focuses on like, they didn't separate the boys and the girls, which they did in my sex ed, by the way. And my sex ed was fucking useless. Anyway, well, of course he had to mention she's cute. They're like, she's, uh, she's good looking. And this is important mm-hmm. because only good looking people agree mm-hmm. with me. A total troll. Yeah. I do love that it's both like Ben Shapiro, our generation is too obsessed with sex. Also, Ben Shapiro, people need to know if I thought this source was hot. That's good journalism. <laughs> what a fucking tool. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It's incredible. A girl that he supposedly is bringing as an example of, oh, she doesn't like how sexualized the education was. And then he immediately sexualizes her being like, she's cute. As an actual journalist who's written for actual publications not owned by friends of my father, um, I want to know that student Katie doesn't like <laughs> our education. The most common went. piece of editorial advice you, or editorial question you get is like, but was this source hot? How would you rank them? <laughs> Usually in just parentheses, you write like a number, you know, just like between a one and a 10 because people You've need seen to know. My notes, yeah. uh, when I've looked at your, you know, journalistic efforts, I always just redline everything and I say hot or not in the margins. Yeah. yeah. As I talk to the mother of the dead boy, she's a solid seven. I can't help <laughs> <laughs> The child regrettably was a three. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, God. So um, here's how this continues. Katie's parents were given the option to opt out of this explicit instruction for their nine-year-old, but they didn't. In fact, no one opted out in fourth grade, and only one person opted out in the following years of sex ed. According to Katie, she got sex ed nine times over, every year from fourth to twelfth grade. The classes were co-ed all the way through. In seventh grade, they were showing condoms. We made balloons out of them. They had a goodie box full of birth control implements, condoms, diaphragms. Man, my school had none of that, and we had a bunch of teen pregnancies in seventh grade someone said that their friends in eighth grade were already having sex but that wasn't common if i had to guess i'd say that by the end of high school about 15 percent of the kids in the class were having sex and they were all the popular kids but i was in the advanced class where no one was really doing anything sounds pretty low actually sounds like maybe all that sex ed led to kids being less sexually active than i don't know your parents generation were ben um, it's hella low, but also, where's that 15% come from? She doesn't know. No, like... It's just Katie she's not someone, knowing who yeah. fucks in her grade. She's someone Ben Shapiro likes, so no one who has ever had sex is willing to talk to her. She, <laughs> He also clearly made her up. Fuckable college Also, she Katie. does not exist. Yeah, right. yeah. Also, not this real. is a fake person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, wait, he no. didn't even come up with any details that would make it seem like she was real. Oh, actually, never mind. This takes a turn. We may have been unfair to Katie. Aww. Although I, I still have questions. <laughs> Katie believes that sex ed is a good thing for kids to hear. The disease and pregnancy stuff was good because it scared people off. They realized there were consequences to sex. There should be education about it so that there are less half-truths and complete lies floating around. And people can make an informed decision. Because sooner or later they will do it. This is italicized by Ben, because I don't think she spoke in italics. And the more info they have, the better they are equipped to determine when they will do it. She also believes that parental inactivity makes taxpayer-funded sex education more vital, citing her own parents as an example. My parents wouldn't have talked to me about uh, this if I hadn't had sex ed in school. By now, at our house, if they start something, it's like, chill, I'm not 15 anymore. Katie isn't a virgin, this has been now, and she isn't ashamed of it. She became sexually active at age 19 and has had three sexual partners. There's nothing wrong with premarital sex, she tells me. I got over that idea. I feel I can make rational decisions armed with what I learned in nine years of the same class repeating. Sex is appropriate when the person is mentally ready to have sex and when it's not a result of the pressure to fit in and when she's mature enough to not have any regrets. Still, Katie doesn't want her parents to know more about her sexual history because they still think it's wrong, and I don't want to open that can of worms. For that reason, her name has been changed to protect her privacy. 
Katie is an above-average girl and would be considered in this day and age a sexually well-adjusted citizen. Her views on sex education and sex in general are shared by many of her peers. Premarital sex isn't seen as wrong as long as you're ready for it, and sex education is supposed to prepare you for it. With this kind of logic, it's not hard to see why kids are being sexualized at younger and younger ages. The younger the kids are when sex ed begins, the more they know at a younger age. The more they know, the more prepared they are. The more prepared they are, the more societal approval they will receive when they try to have sex. And societal approval means societal encouragement. She didn't have sex until she was 19. That's not early, Ben. It's so That's a weird perfectly it reasonable sounds, age to lose your virginity. It sounds like he's making the opposite point the entire time. Like, she's very reasonable. Everything she's saying is true and fine. It sounds like she's happy and he didn't have sex before she was ready. Her on yeah. everything. She he seems said, she's fine. She's a 10. She went to Harvard. She's brilliant. Yeah, she's clearly uh, she's doing great. Lunch. <laughs> and then at the very end, he's like, but tragically, yeah. Katie died. <laughs> like, what are you, what? Yeah, she like, sounds fine. Where do you fine. take that left turn? He's literally like, saying, because of all the sex ed Katie received, she waited until she was 19 and had sex responsibly and is a happy, successful young person. So we shouldn't give kids sex ed because they'll fuck younger. Like... They I'm might like, wind up like Katie in Harvard. <laughs> she said, I took sex ed for nine years and now I am in Harvard and I am made responsible and happy choices about my uh, sex life. And he's like, I'm going to write a book so people yeah. can know the horror of what you've gone through, Katie. Yeah, it's... It's fucking incredible. Um, he goes on to say, the truth is that knowledge and information aren't cure-alls. In fact, they can do serious damage to children. Wow, that is conservatism in a nutshell. Knowledge and exactly. information are dangerous for children. Don't give them that. Like, does he not even remember the more you know, like NBC campaign? My God, Ben. <laughs> it's like not even controversial to think that knowing more things is good. Like, First what off, a fucking tool yeah, bag. It's, it's, he's such a tool. And I do... I think we should apologize to Katie. The fact that he, the way he was leading this was, I expected her to be like, my generation wound up fucked up because of all this. Like, no, she's seems like a very healthy person. Um, no, Katie's great. And she, she seems rad. only agreed to talk to Ben Shapiro. Cause she's like, this loser needs to fucking talk to a woman. Yeah. So maybe this will help him be less miserable. Who's not it's, Ann Coulter, you know, <laughs> it's very Fair. funny. Also like, the fact that she's had three sexual partners been clearly considered scandalous, even though she's probably in her early 20s. Um, it's a pretty normal number. Um, even maybe Dude, like my body I would argue was low. So yeah. much higher at that point. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, God. Um, you know who else fucks constantly? And I just mean <laughs> knee deep in steaming genitalia. Ooh, I know the answer to this. Mm hmm. The purchasers of the upcoming goods and services. That's right. Well, yeah, them, them and the ads just constantly fucking both our advertisers and the people who buy from them boning nonstop. Just in an a whole fest. sea of jism. One hole, two hole, mm -hmm. three hole, four hole. You get it. Yeah. Holes. There's no such thing as too many holes when you're listening to these ads. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great? At any age, every age. That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, we're back. It is incredible how barely we have scratched the surface of the wrongness of this book, because all of it is just profoundly fucking wrong. Um, (laughs) So Ben Shapiro has just dropped the thesis statement of American conservatism, which is that knowledge and information are dangerous to children. Um, What supporters of the full frontal version of sex ed don't understand is that knowledge is power and only when the person armed with the knowledge is capable of making a fully rational and informed decision. Wait, what? Knowledge is power only when the person armed with the knowledge is capable of making a fully rational and informed decision. What helps people make rational and informed decisions, Ben? Is it knowledge? Children are not capable of such a rational decision. I guess you could say Katie didn't fuck till she was 19. So what are you talking about, Ben? Clearly, children are capable of understanding a lot. Yeah, it it sounds like she waited until she was an adult um, and and ready. Uh, It's just 
Everything Ben says is wrong. Uh, it's incredible. Um, Kay Heimnowitz, author of Ready or Not, What Happens When We Treat Children as Small Adults, argues that anti-culturalists, people who believe that childhood sexuality left on its own, free of social interference, will flourish and grow in healthy ways, have overestimated the choosing power of children. Drained of all feeling but physical pleasure, rationalized into philofax. The choosing power yeah. of children. Yeah, it's a just. A new book from J.K. Rowling that teaches you that it's not okay to be you. It's not okay to be you. Knowledge is bad. Children can't be trusted with knowledge because they're not rational and they can't be rational until they're informed. But don't inform them of things. Um, it's awesome um it's just awesome in its wrongness and i i wish you know we i was kind of thinking this would be a one-off and we would just get through this everything it's so fascinatingly wrong sophia and so many it's too insane there's no way there's no way this is a one-parter no no we have to continue this for today i want to just give everyone an overview of the rest of this book so chapter three campus carnality (laughs) loser what a fucking loser (laughs) yeah college life for the porn generation is the social liberals dream (sighs) incredible Uh, that's the opening sentence someone invite ben to a party so Mm -hmm. he can stop being such a fucking tool bag chapter four pop tarts Bet you're wondering what that is a reference to. It starts with official recipe for pop stardom. Start with a cute, pubescent 10 to 12-year-old girl. Again, creepy time to include cute. Next step, two to three years. Virginal, wholesome, faux, innocent play acting. Disney Channel brand highly recommended. Two years, ambiguous, semi-pedophilic convorting. Two years, sexual discovery, (laughs) dirty dancing, X-rated lyrics, and or promiscuity. For extra sales, just add a smattering of bisexuality. Voila, you've transformed yourself into a platinum record artist. Keep it up for 20 years and you might even win a Madonna Award for profit-driven sluttiness. Jesus Christ, Ben. (laughs) I like that adding bisexuality increases your market value because I have not found that that's worked out for me. Robert, (laughs) Um, did that increase your market value? Let me know. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it has. (laughs) <laughs> chapter five where pimps and hoes run free i'm sure this is gonna be the one where he talks about hip-hop i was gonna say this is fucking definitely throwing wow. rocks at rap right yeah there, oh sure. god yeah chapter six teeny boppers okay Again? chapter seven didn't you already talk about the prepubescent <laughs> girls this is... I, that was pop stars i think right, chapter dude. seven abercrappy and bitch <laughs> It opens with him yelling about Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl. I know. (laughs) Chapter eight, TV versus virginity. (laughs) Chapter nine, porn and popcorn. Is that like Joe versus the volcano? (laughs) Yeah, I think it is exactly. It's actually just word for word the script of that of that actually pretty good and kind of anti-capitalist film. Yeah. Chapter 10, the lotion picture industry. God damn it, Ben. What? Chapter 11, taking a stand. Oh, God. Oh, chapter 12 is a roundtable discussion with Michelle Malkin, Rod oh. Dreher, and Father John C. McCloskey from Opus Day. 
I don't even oh, know what God. any of those words mean. Wow. Wow. Oh, Sophia, we're going to have fun with this in the months to come. I can tell you that right now. What a delicious turn of events. Speaking of coming, you know what Ben Shapiro has never done in his life? <laughs> Please a woman or anybody? Yeah. 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 Anybody, really. Um, anybody. Sophia, this is all the time we have for today. Um, you want to, you want to, you want to, you know, yeah. do, do your plugs with Plug the plugs, stuff. with the plugs sure. and the things. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Sophia, S-O-F-I-Y-A. And you can listen to my podcast about love and sex called Private Parts Unknown, where it's hosted by me and Courtney Kosak and we definitely fuck. And then (laughs) the other podcast I co-host is with Miles Gray, and it's called 420 Day Fiance, where we get high and talk about 90 Day Fiance. It's real fun. Mm -hmm. Well, um, check that out. I am returning Ben Shapiro's book, Porn Generation, for offensive content. Until next time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Sophia, thank you for this. And thank Thank you all for listening. Until next time, remember, don't ever fuck. <laughs> and knowledge is deadly. I don't know. Burn Whatever all your fuck. books. Burn your books. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.